0: Hi, I'm Russ Camarda, an independent filmmaker and actor in New York and in between the chances I get to do my creative projects, I love to sit down and talk with other artists to see how it is they do what they do, how they take art and use their craft to reveal truth to an audience. So in this series of conversations, you'll meet some people you may recognize, some people you won't recognize, but they're all independent artists and we'll get in depth in a long form conversation to see how it is they do what they do. Welcome to Art Craft Truth. This time on the Art Craft Truth podcast, actor Isaiah Whitlock Jr. With an over 30 year career in film, television, and theater, Isaiah is a face you'll definitely recognize. Several projects with Spike Lee, including The Five Bloods, 25th Hour, plus his iconic role on HBO's television series, The Wire. Isaiah is an amazingly talented performer, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Hey there. How you doing? Good. Can you can you see and hear me clearly?
1: I can see and hear you clearly. All
0: right. Beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. And you come to me through Roz, right? Which is awesome. Right. Yeah, awesome. So well,
1: she's, she's been a long time yeah. great friend and uh confidant and uh yeah. uh you know, I've worked with her many times. She's helped me out a lot. So
0: Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah. She's she's done a couple of little voiceover things for me and and uh Just awesome person really really cool um all right so uh, i'm just gonna roll we'll get started wherever the conversation goes it goes and uh and let's just have fun with it you know okay all right so like i said so you so you came to me through through Roz. where did you where did you meet her where did you guys hook up you and rosalind coleman
1: uh first time i met Roz was in san francisco i was doing a production of the piano lesson the uh national tour uh and um and she had been with a piano lesson uh from, I think from the beginning uh uh when they were at Yale and then Broadway and right. and then the road tour that's where i uh, uh connected with them but uh but we worked on that tour uh and been friends ever since and that was that's been about maybe 20 years ago or so yeah. or yeah. no no it, it was 19 it was around like 1992 or something like that so that's like 20 years yeah easily years.
0: easily so uh we're gonna get to san francisco which is a uh, which is really interesting for me in the formative part of if, how you train and how you learn the craft of what you do um mm-hmm. but you're in new york now right i see you got the right colors on you got the right hat
1: uh yes uh <laughs> i'm just trying to turn my phone off here that's okay uh yeah sorry about that no problem uh, Say that again.
0: I said I see you're in New York now, and you've been here for a long time because you got the right hat on. Because I got I got my guy right here behind me. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm am I'm I'm a, I'm a New York fan. Yes. You know, I mean, I like the Yankees, I like the Mets. Uh, you know, it um, uh, as long as New York is involved and they're in it, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, but uh, and
0: you've been here for. A long time, right? How long have you been in New York? I
1: got to New York in 1983.
0: Yeah, all right. So, But originally from the Midwest, am I correct?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in South Bend, Indiana. Right. Uh, and uh, I went to school in Minnesota,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a small school out on the plains called Southwest State University. Right. And I had originally gone there to play football, but uh, I got banged up and hurt quite a bit. <laughs> And realize it was too much of a price to pay for if you're not going to go on and play like pro ball or anything which i wasn't right right i couldn't understand what the point was
0: so uh, what were you a uh, defenseman
1: oh uh, yes yeah. uh-huh. of course yeah. you were <laughs> of
0: course
1: uh you called me 10 miles of bad road <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah you know so, so uh so, i wasn't very big but i was very fast right and uh so i was always causing like a commotion in the backfield cutting through the lanes and things like right. that so uh uh but if you caught me uh, I was sort of a bit of a dead duck you
0: know. <laughs> right so and
1: then I went from there to San Francisco
0: so but uh, that's the transition I want to see us make here which is you're an athlete did you have any inclination even from a kid that that the arts or any kind of was that even a road you thought about
1: you know, I would think about it off and on. I never, ever really saw myself as, you know, becoming an actor or anything like that. I just kind of fell into it. Right. Uh, I heard they were auditioning for a play. It happened to be um, Arthur Miller's um, The Crucible. Okay. And I was with a friend and went over. I really went to watch her audition. Um, and... uh they asked me if I wanted to read mm-hmm. and you know that kind of a thing. So I did. And from then on, I've been running. All right. And, so
0: all right. This is the kernel, run What what is what was it? What what was the what was the hook of that first moment when you we like, oh, I like this. Like what was it that yeah. did for you? Once
1: I got in once I got into the play, you know, then you know you get into the play, then you got to start going to audition. I mean, not audition, but a, Rehearsal. a rehearsals, yeah. and you're 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 working and everything. And I said to myself, I remember saying to myself, you know, this feels pretty good. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be okay. You know, doing this. You know, right. uh, of course, in the beginning, I was like really terrible. I mean, I think <laughs> I only had like one line in the Crucible, right. and uh I think I practiced like three hours on different ways to say it one line one (laughs) line yeah I would be working in the mirror and things like that and uh it's right when they go to pick up John Proctor at his house and I was the jailer you know (laughs) big ring of keys uh come
0: come with me or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah I wasn't even that good I was like (laughs) I'll tell you the line it was like I was like, um, it was. Oh, come on, John! And I, and I did it just as, you know. I was like, uh, oh, oh, come on, John! Oh, come on, John! Come on, John! Come on, John! That kind of thing. Three hours. it was, it was. I was terrible. I mean, I was just really, really bad. But you know, the thing is, is that you know, you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, I started there. And
0: uh, and was uh, it the uh, was it the the experience of um, was it was it the attention was it the the, com- the sort of ensemble vibe that we all get when we get into the theater? What was it that was like the juice for you that said, "I can see me so- myself trying to excel at this"? What what hooked you into it?
1: I remember thinking i could get the same satisfaction in the theater that i got as a football player right. it was that same kind of immediate gratification right. I, I can't tell you what that is right. but it was the same type of feeling with a lot less pain
0: yeah sure well physical. It's, it's well what, physical. right what it probably is 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 the risk there's a risk that you're putting out there and then there's a an immediate (laughs) immediate feedback from other human beings so Mm -hmm. it's this this element of risk and the reward of the acknowledgement of this other thing of other people so nothing nothing else really does that like you know acting or 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 even athletics it's it's that it's, it's so immediate especially in the theater so when you went to school you went out of school. Is that when you go to San Francisco to ACT? Is that when that happens?
1: No, I went during my right after my junior year, okay, they had like a summer training uh, program. And I went to San Francisco and uh, that summer. And that really kind of as far as I'm concerned, changed my life, right? Uh, Where I really acting took on a whole different meaning it took on a whole different thing i saw you know a variation of styles and right. teachers
0: and, well let's let's talk about that this is the american conservatory theater, american conservatory theater. in uh, in yes. san francisco and this is we're talking like the late mid 70s 75, 75. so well, this is where yeah exactly baby <laughs> that's it
1: <laughs> you know, I, I got it you know it was the it was the it was it was was eye-opening uh it was it was culture shock by the time i got to new york nothing could face me (laughs) after the summer of 75 in san francisco
0: yeah that's that's the time to be in san francisco uh it was so um so let's let's dive into this so you talked about the different styles and stuff so this is an ensemble you know crew this is like you know, thirty or forty actors, or whatever, right? Isn't isn't that how that whole system worked? It's a sort of an ensemble team. And- well, the,
1: the the summer training congress. Okay. For a bunch of teachers who uh, were from the company,
2: mm.
1: from the American Conservatory Theater Company, and they taught in the summer. Okay. And I was fortunate to have a very very good teacher by a gentleman by a late name uh, 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 Sidney Walker who really kind of took me under his wing, and really kind of gave me a hint of the professionalism mm. as an actor, uh, and uh, <clears throat> and that summer they wanted me to stay, mm. join the regular uh, uh, program, right. uh, acting program. But I had promised my dad that I would go to college, I would graduate. Couldn't, you know, not do that. Right. Uh, I mean he would have understood but it was still like a personal sure. thing with me you know just how proud he was and everything so I went back I finished uh college and uh and then that next summer I went to I went to San Francisco What
0: did uh what did dad think about that when you when you finished college and then you were going to go become an actor what was the what was the thought process what how do you feel about that
1: he uh, was fine, you know i mean to 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 make a long story short you know the fact that I had just gone to college was huge right and uh you know it was sort of growing up, it was like as long as you stayed out of jail and got a job, yeah. you know your life was fine. that's just the way it was. Right. so when I was going to college uh you know that was that was a beautiful thing, you know yeah. uh, I worked in my dad's Iron Mill one mm-hmm. summer where he worked, and uh, he had been working there for like 25 years. I lasted two days, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he told me, he said, "You know, I never knew why you wanted to work here. You know, I mean, it was like hell on earth." Yeah. And uh, say, "Go back to school, get an education, and then just do whatever you wanted to do." Well, that's so
0: that's that's cool with that's everything, man. The support that you get uh is is everything you know i had a um my dad died when i was young so it was just me and my mom so for me i had two older brothers who didn't finish high school they went on to do really great things anyway but for me it was like just do that just finish high school (laughs) just do that and then whatever you want is fine so i i totally totally get that it's like i made a promise i'm gonna keep it
1: um biggest thing was my dad took a bus yeah south in Indiana to uh, San Francisco because I, by that time I had gotten into the company at ECT.
2: Right.
1: He went to see, he came. He took a bus to see me in a play, uh, The Little Foxes. <laughs> and uh, he came with my brother wow. and he said, wake me up when Isaiah comes on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's great. And
1: he, and he went to sleep. Um, <laughs> and But I would go on stage, my brother would nudge him. And my dad would wake up and act like he had been there the oh, whole time. That's awesome. uh, and uh, uh, that was all he wanted to do. You mm-hmm. know? He just wanted to see me on stage right. doing what I do. He was so impressed. That's great. But as far as the play, yeah, yeah, you know. whatever,
0: as long as he's doing his thing. So, yeah. all right, so let's yeah. get into the, some of the early craft. I mean, you said this one teacher took you under his wing. What yeah. are some of those early lessons? Were they, were they approaching you with particular sort of schools of thought on acting? Was it, you know, uh, sort of classical training or method training? Like, did they approach with a certain head, or did you just kind of get basic... You know, objective scene study type things. Like, what were you learning early
1: that years? summer? That summer, uh, it was just basic stuff. You right. know, they they didn't really hit you with any styles or anything. They, I mean, they sort of wanted to see what you were all about. Right. You know, they were looking for the people who could just come in and just kind of express themselves in a very very honest way. Once I went to school there, yeah that's when it got a little more serious and sure. down and then, then you started talking about objectives and actions and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was more of a universal approach.
0: Okay, I so it wasn't, them. they weren't kind of steering you some Meisner direction, or no. yeah, it was just no. sort of okay.
1: No, right. no. I mean, you know, and not to nothing against those, you know, different styles and programs. But what I recall, uh, it was, you know, playing objectives, given circumstances, things of that nature, that if you could do those things, no matter what else somebody was trying to hit you with, you were going to be okay, you know.
0: Right. Listening, all the the basic stuff. Uh, Yeah. so, So what were some of the things you got to do early on? I mean, were there... I mean I'm sure in a in a situation like that you're you're doing everything. You're basically doing whatever parts are kind of assigned to you at that point in the ensemble. But what kind of stuff did you get to do?
1: In A C T.
0: In in the early when you were first working in, there.
1: In the training program? Yeah. Or, or in the company? once
0: you got into the company, once once you're out there and you're working as an actor in the company.
1: Once I got into the company, uh I was doing a little bit of everything, you know. You were doing a Shakespeare, Chekhov, uh, because uh, at the time, uh, the American Conservatory Theater was run by uh, William Ball, uh, Bill Ball. And uh, so he was very big on doing uh, a lot of the classics, um, a lot of the um, uh, early modern plays sure uh i mean he would sort of mix it up i mean there would be new plays and things like that so you got a little bit of a taste of everything right uh but um as far as what i was doing uh was limited sure uh because uh you know at that time there was not very much out there for an african-american actor
0: right and they Uh, weren't doing they weren't doing sort of non-traditional casting kind of stuff that yeah okay not
1: really, not really. I mean, every now and then something would maybe creep up, but um, but when I got the shot, you know, I mean, like in the Little Foxes, uh, I think I played Cal in the Little Foxes, okay. black, uh, and there was there was me and another woman. We were the only African Americans in the company, wow. at the time. Okay. so we pretty much had that covered. <laughs> right, up. anything if anything came up. I mean, you know, they did like a production of Christmas Carol. Mm. They, you know, uh, loosen things up a little sure. bit. But who's going to complain? You know, it's Christmas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but, um, but there was just not that much out there. Right. But that being said, I was just very happy and very fortunate to be working.
0: How and, many things a year would you do? How many plays or productions would you end up? were you working a lot was it a lot of work
1: yeah I was doing about maybe seven or eight shows wow. a year that's awesome uh, I mean you know uh and then you you also had the advantage of doing stuff where it didn't really matter you know as to right you were you know um so and that was a lot of fun because sometimes those characters would be so well written and you could you know right. do some creepy stuff you know but uh was, um, was that, there
0: uh, was there particular stuff that you were there particular characters you liked or you know wanted to dig into like did you find yourself you know uh really leaning into dramatic characters or comedic characters? Like what what was turning you on as an actor? Like, what did you want to do? And what did what would what did you get to do that you really enjoyed doing as an actor?
1: It didn't really, to me, it really didn't matter. Okay. You know, as long as I was doing something, and I, and I only say that because I think it speaks volumes for what I do today, when I'm playing different characters right. and stuff. That was kind of like my thing, you know, like, okay. you know, you want to be able to make these types of transitions. And that I learned early on. That's what I did. Uh, But uh, uh, I seemed to, every time they would do something where the character was, you know, modern, like in the last, you know, like a a modern play or Mm -hmm. something or just written or something like that, that's when it seemed like I had a chance to shine the most. Okay. And it was just, that was just my nature.
0: Right. And you were there for how many years at the, at ACT? I was
1: at ACT for about maybe four or five years, somewhere like around there. All
0: right. So if you look back at you look back at that particular section of time in your life, which was a real formative time as an artist, what was the what's the high what's the triumph moment for you? What's the highlight where you like? I remember that moment on that stage in that role when this happened. You know, was there a moment you look back on, or is it just sort of a general great time?
1: Yeah, it was a, it was sort of a general great time, you know. I didn't have that, you know. It wasn't like I did the Great Hamlet, and like that <laughs> you know, I would like to have yeah. tried, you know, but I didn't. Uh, but there were some moments, you know, when you would, you know, even in the, like the Little Foxes, you know, you come out and I had this long monologue mm. and bring the house down every night. That's awesome. Doing the monologue, and you know, it was a, it was a great feeling. Um, I was in um I was in Lanford Wilson's Fifth of July. Mm. And this was fifth of he was he had written it. We did it at the American Conservatory Theater before they did it on Broadway okay. in New York. And uh I played a character in there called I think it was called Weston Hurley. And that was a another, you mm. know, great opportunity uh modern play right. hippie-ish kind of guy weird a hmm. little bit um so it was you know it there were, i had little small moments right. you know but uh you know did i you know <laughs> do the great scottish play yeah, or right, right. You know, i didn't do othello or anything of that nature uh right. would have been nice but uh At that time, again, as an African American, you took what you could get because you wanted to keep going. Sure, you didn't want to. You didn't want to let yourself get so frustrated that you would just say to hell with it and give up. Which there were a lot of opportunities available to do that.
0: And 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 so, so for you, it's always just been sort of that that next thing. You know, just keep working, keep keep going forward find some the next thing that find what's interesting in the next thing that I'm doing and and move on did you think at that time that you were going to be a theater actor did you think about television and film or did you think you know eventually I'll end up in New York and I'll do Broadway or like where or did did it matter
1: oh I really at that time thought I would just be a theater Mm. actor you know always had this you know fantasy of traveling the world and Working, you know the great theaters, you hmm. know, working at the Moscow Art Theater. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're going to dream, dream big. Why not? <laughs> but uh, but you know, television for me and that didn't come along until much much later in my yeah. life career. I mean, uh, would I have accepted it if it had come along earlier? Right. Of course, but it just didn't. Um even even in New York, uh there was nothing. I mean, there were no I mean if you were not in an August Wilson play, you weren't working. Right. You know? So
0: you were doing some little black box somewhere in 25 twenty five fifty know, seats or something, you know, and
1: yeah. I think I worked about every grind joint in New York City. <laughs> right. You hit the ceiling,
0: the dust comes down,
1: you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was. The worst was, you know, uh, I worked a place uh, downtown, and you know, in the middle of the scene, and it was a fifty-seat house, and the cat walked across (laughs) the stage. (laughs) I mean, it was—I've been there, you know. Something's
0: got—something's got to kill the rats, you know. So you, you
1: (laughs) you yeah, they had the cat in the basement, and somebody left the door open, and you know, we had to stop the play, get the cat, get him back, and uh, you know, it was that kind of thing. And the play was pretty damn good. I mean we even got reviewed in the New York Times, fifty seat house, wow. we got reviewed in the New York Times. Wow. But uh just not the night that the cat walked across <laughs> the stage. Right. And then there was there was another one where I was doing a play and uh we kept talking about the mother off stage, but she never saw the mother. Okay. Uh, you because know, she was always sick and everything. And the girl would go to the door and talk to the mother, but she never ever saw her. So one day, uh there was a big rain, and there was a leak on stage. That got just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the woman who owned the theater came out to say, "Hey, look, you know, we've got to stop." But she came out of the door that the, that the mother we've been talking to the mother. Oh, that's you know, And everybody thinks it's the mother, you know. And she says, Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And, you know, people don't know what the hell is going oh. on. We didn't know what the hell was going on. That's great. Uh, but uh, it was that type of thing. Oh. That was the early oh, yeah. part
2: oh
1: of the career. So, you know, as Othello says, I have done the state some service and they know it.
0: That's no right. more
1: of that. That's right. <laughs> those. Oh, Greater words were never spoken no. when the came.
0: You put your time in. You you definitely did. Um, yeah. So when so when you left uh, ACT, was what was the trajectory then? Is are you going to go L.A.? Are you going to go New York? Are you like what was your plan?
1: I went to L.A. Okay.
0: Why? Uh, why did you ch- Why did you choose that road?
1: Because I was terrified of coming to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought you know because I mean always I you know in New York always had like a lot of you know respect and i thought you know they've got you know the greatest actors in the world in new york city you know you know who am i to you know come bopping in and and want to be you know a part of that Mm -hmm. so let me go to la not dissing la but it might be a smoother transition since i'm already on the west coast right I
0: i don't know what it's like now but there was a time especially back then when i used to hear all the time that it was like they're you know they're going to take the New York actors. They want the New York actors because the New York actors were trained and had, you know, so we had a different. That's
1: That's exact. That's exactly what happened. I would go to like a few auditions out in LA and they would say, Oh, we're going to get a new New York actor for this. And I would read it. Oh my God, this is great. No, we're going to, we're going to get a New York actor. We're going to get a New York. And after enough of that, I thought, well, look, let me go to New York city. (laughs) Right. When when you got, when I come back, I'll be that New York actor uh, that you found, right. and that's exactly what I did because, uh, you know, I was out in L.A. I was out there for about six months. wasn't working. That mm. was miserable, and I thought it can't be that bad. Right, so right. I packed up my stuff uh, and took a bus from. Wow, I took a bus from. Well, I I took a bus from San Francisco to. Oklahoma, visited my sister and then took a bus from Oklahoma wow. to the wow. South Bend, Indiana visited my dad and then took a train from there to New York City Wow! with one bag. You know, had, you ever, been, had you, you
0: ever been to North. New York City before?
1: No, wow. no, I got here. I knew a friend. He said, Yeah, you can come you can stay here. The first night I slept in a closet. <laughs> And I slept in a closet that was so small
2: oh my God. that
1: I had to sit, I had to do it diagonally <laughs> to be able to fit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling, and that's, I'm telling and you.
0: And that, that same closet in New York City right now goes for about a million five.
1: Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Second Avenue and Eighth Street. Wow. Uh, where, you know, is where is where it started out, you know. Uh, and, uh, and then I realized, okay, so you know, I got to get out of here. And did you, uh, you know, did
0: you have a road? Did you have were you did you have representation? Did you have a roadmap? Did you know what you wanted to do? Like, how, what was I the didn't, plan? I didn't
1: do anything. Wow! I nothing, wow! Nothing. Oh, uh, didn't really know anybody or anything like that.
0: So it was just sort of picking up backstage and looking for thing, looking for work. Or wow,
1: yeah. wow, and. Uh, I remember I would go and get a roll of dimes uh, and go to a payphone, phone. Uh, and I had my roll of dimes. Wow. Calls, roll of dimes, making calls. And, uh, you know, and then when somebody needed the pay phone, I'd either wait until they were finished or just find another payphone phone and my roll of dimes wow. and make making calls and it was but you know the thing is you know oddly enough it didn't bother me that much because mm. it was like I'm doing it yeah I'm an actor okay. I mean this is what we do That's you right. know we suffer brilliantly and we, <laughs> you know we go for coffee and sit in coffee shops and watch people and you know you, you know you didn't have cell phones back wow. then or um and um and that's what i did and just very very slowly made my way
0: uh, what were some of the early things that you got that kind of stepped it up was it theater stuff mostly i think in new york obviously new york you weren't doing soaps and things like that right yeah Uh,
1: i wasn't doing anything like that you know I had a couple of friends who were on soaps mm-hmm.
0: that was a big oh, thing there for a while when they yeah. were all in town but...
1: very very obvious I mean especially if you got a if you got a soap uh I would sometimes get a day on a soap mm. you know usually as a cop uh a lot of cops
0: <laughs> you still do you still do play a lot of cops in politics I know <laughs> I know
1: only, only you know they paid me a lot more That's now than they, right. <laughs> and then used to you a lot know more dimes uh, for the phone Cause that, <laughs>
0: a lot more dimes for the phone
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you know Oh uh, but uh, i did that you know it was just hustling did hustling i read us.
0: did i read somewhere i could be totally out my ass here did you did you audition for the are you an actor studio member did you audition for it or
1: you are I yeah i auditioned for the actor studio maybe four times wow and I remember hearing that, uh, like, you know, De Niro and Pacino and all those guys had auditioned like eight times. <laughs> so I, I I remember thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to at least do eight. Uh, and then after eight, you know, I'll start to think. But uh, around about the fourth time I auditioned. All right,
0: so for somebody, for especially for other actors out there who, who don't know what that is, What was that process what was that experience like i mean walk me through is it you you sign up you walk in they you do do your thing like what did you come in with was it a scene was it like how did you do it
1: yeah you uh well first i started just going to the actor's studio uh sneaking my way in because you could only be like a member to be able to session uh but you know i would i would get in and watch and everything like that and then um, when they had the auditions every, I think maybe once a year, I would uh, find a partner, mm. a scene partner, and go in and uh, and do the scene. And it was usually just you. It was weird because there was nobody in the audience, they were all behind a, wow. a curtain or something or upstairs <laughs> or whatever you were just kind of wow doing the same you know and then you would hear a voice that said thank you and you would you would leave and wait wow. and try to find out and the year I got in it was sort of that year where I said "fuck it I'm gonna just do some really really weird shit, you know <laughs> part of my French you no,
0: know that's it's totally uncensored man
1: but I said I'm gonna do some 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 very weird shit you know and 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 uh uh you know i was in that stage you know right. where i was mad right. uh, i got a uh a friend of mine was in town and i said i've got this audition for the actor studio let's just go in there and just try to freak the fuck out <laughs> and stuff. sitting behind their curtain um and uh it was a scene from a play called the meeting of uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Ah. And we went in, I can't remember what. I, I don't. I think I was Martin Luther King and my friend was Malcolm X, and he had me all tied up to a chair. Oh, God. With a rope around me and everything like that. And I'm trying to move with this rope and everything. And it was just, I mean, you would never do the play like that. You know, it's just totally weird, totally right. weird, you know? Right. And it was like you know yeah that's what we're doing fuck you and they called the next day and said well you're in you're in you know
0: that's
1: awesome and bring your your friend who wasn't even auditioning he's in and my my friend and my friend was like no i live in la man i'm not you know i'm not i don't want to be i'm not going to deal with that but that's your thing and you go ahead that's what that's
0: that's incredible so over the years have you used that resource like do you go work stuff out there do you you know
1: yeah. Sometimes uh, I I haven't worked in session in a very very long time, but I would I used to go and and um, you know listen work work on things, uh, and uh, what I what I realized over the years it wasn't about being it wasn't about being weird it was more about taking chances it was right. more about expression it was more about doing you know things things that you feel. It wasn't like you had to come in and do the perfect scene right uh, and uh it's you know showing what you can bring to it showing that you had a bit of an imagination right. now. so uh and, a,
0: and an um, honesty i guess is what they're looking like that's he's he's not hiding anything here he's giving it to us
1: right and uh and that was a bit of a lesson to me was that you know from because from then on out uh I would start to do things uh, of not so much, you know, crazy, weird stuff. But if I felt something, I wouldn't, I would just kind of let it go out and and, and, and do my thing.
0: Well, off on a tangent here, because I saw, I saw you, I guess I saw an interview of yours a while ago. I don't know with who, but you mentioned something about uh, improvisation and how it plays into uh, using it almost as a rehearsal tool right before you get into the text. So, you know, mm-hmm. starting right on action on a set or in a rehearsal in the theater where it's, you're kind of doing your little as-if thing of your own, you know, and then you kind of get the feel of that honesty mm-hmm. and then you dive into the text with that energy. So you mm-hmm. still do that kind of stuff? Is that where you're talking about this sort of improvisational, yeah. what's bubbling up on this character? I just talk whatever comes out and then, then I'll get into the text.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all got to be, it's all got to be connected to what you're doing, you know, you you know, so it's got to have, there's got to be a little concrete in that way. But if it's connected to what it is you're doing, I found if they say action, if you just for a bit improvise your way into it, Mm you get the other actors' attention. They listen a whole hell of a lot more closely because they've got to know when they're going to be ready to rock and roll. So, if anything, you're just going to get their attention. Mm -hmm. And it kind of polarizes everything and brings something out in them. And it's almost like throughout that the rest of the scene, they don't trust you right. because they don't know when you're gonna go off again. Right. So they've got to listen even more intently to make sure that they're not gonna be left behind or or, or there's gonna be egg egg on their face oh, or right, something right. like that. This to me. To me I say that's that's that that's great. That's beautiful because that's all we basically want is that person across from us to to, to really like focus right. and listen. And it just to me, it just kind of calms me down. You know, right. it's just kind of you know because we you know they say actioning you. Yeah. It's almost like the body wants to freeze and is right. you know, and it's like you either going to have to take a moment or you're just going to have to improvise your way a little bit into it right. and then you know, and then they can just cut it.
0: Sure. Right where they you. And let me, uh, b- before we continue on to the parts of your career I want to get to, so let's just take a, the, just getting a script. When you're getting a piece of work, whether it's a play, and again, these are different mediums, so there's different ways to kind of look at it, and, and especially film, it's, you know, your schedule is out of continuity all the time, so who knows what you're going to be working on when. But when you get a, a piece of work to work on, what's some of the first things you do with that? script and character what do you I mean where do you where do you start
1: the first thing I do is you get it, you know <clears throat> you get it I try to read it openly mm-hmm. I try to read it as if I wasn't going to be in it or be a part of it uh, I want it to affect me that way mm. uh, just it's a story then I start living with that character a little bit. Um, because it will come to you in different times of the day, Mm. be it in the shower, Mm. be it before you go to bed at night, be it in a cafe or something. You just start living with it. Mm. And then I find that if I do that, I'll start picking up certain things. I'll see certain people do things, especially if it's related to what it is I have to do. Mm. So, oh, I can maybe uh, play that, or or that's a very interesting exchange. Mm. Um, And I start doing it that way. So I really just start living with it before I, you know, sit down with it and get serious with it and start breaking it down and everything. Right. Uh, But I just wanted to sort of settle in very, very slowly. And then
0: um, and then, is it sort of the typical sort of just finding objectives in each scene and what they want and what your character wants? And are you one of those actors who kind of builds a story around it, like a, sort of a backstory for yourself? Or do you go that in depth or is it just kind of dealing with whatever the text is suggesting? Like, you know, uh,
1: I'll, I'll pretty much take. I'm sorry.
0: Not like he grew up here and, and sort of this whole lead. And do you do any of that kind of background type stuff that some people do?
1: A little bit, a little bit, because, you know, there's two things there. One, I try to pay attention to what's in the script, and that's going to guide my backstory. Uh, I'm not big on just making stuff up. Uh, That's, you know. But uh so I do I do that. I, I look for, you know, the different circumstances and things like that. If, but then again, if I need to build something, I will. Like I just worked on a on a piece where I needed to justify how this couple met. Mm. And so I said, Well then okay, what's gonna work for me is that if they work if they met at a grief counseling Place and uh, that to me is believable, okay. and they came together that way, and then went on. You mm-hmm. could do something like sure. that, but uh, a little bit of a backstory is good. But I'm not real big on right. you know writing huge paragraphs no, about yeah. uh, uh, stuff like that. But
0: it helps, I would think, for you probably inform sort of that even that improvisational moment where you're you know, there's there's a whole richness of who you are before you even come on that you. You've gotten your inside, yeah. You. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So let's let's move on. So, um, so you're doing theater in New York, and at, at mm-hmm. what point are you are you trying to do television at the same time? Because I've had a, I've spoken to a lot of different uh, actors, uh, and every one of them who's in New York, including myself, we all have the Law and Order, <laughs> the Law and Order pedigree. But nobody, with the exception of maybe Clohessy, but nobody other than you, I think you're the king. I think you've got <laughs> I I think you've been on all of them uh, multiple times in multiple different ways. Was that did that come early? Was that the first television stuff, or was there was it something else?
1: No, that was that was pretty much uh, the first television stuff.
0: Okay, yeah, because that was that's been around for a thousand years, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I started. I um. I started doing a lot of a lot of television. Not not a lot of television, but. You know, it was sort of like you know, you get your Law and Order under your belt. Uh, uh, that it seems like it seems like that was sort of like you know, your starting point. Exactly. You know, you do, a, you, you do a Law and Order, and thank God, you know, because uh, you know, kept a lot of actors you yeah. know, in, new York, in New York working and stuff. But uh, but I did I did those, um, and then every time they came out with a new Law and Order. Uh, I was very happy because it was like you know you get tired of me on one you know <laughs> right. play somebody's dad and then i you know next season i murder somebody <laughs> right. murder kids and then next week i'm the, you know or next next year i'm the lawyer or right. something like that right. but uh that kind of stuff didn't face mm-hmm. me it's like look i got a job i need the job and uh and i'm gonna play it
0: and i've talked this to, to a lot of different actors uh about this particular kind of acting um situation which is that guest starring bit on television and it's it's the same story every time which is it, you you just kind of thrown in it's like you go over here and you know boom your brother died go you know like you it's not like you're a regular a series regular so what's that experience like for you where you had to where you're just thrown into these characters and you show up on set and here's your costume and knock yourself out
1: yeah, it. Uh, I mean, early on, it was. You know, it, it's kind of like if, if you're not going to be a, a series regular, which would be great. You know, as far as I was concerned, I was like the next best thing. Right. Was to you know to at least guest star.
0: But was it was it difficult, uh, especially for a theater actor, uh, from a craft standpoint, where it's like there's sort of a immediacy to just get up and work you
1: know go no I mean to me it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't difficult cool uh, it would be it would be a little challenging you know because I was sort of used to a little bit more rehearsal mm. a little bit more connection uh, but uh so you you know you had to make those quick adjustments uh uh and um sometimes you know you would miss the boat on certain things the beauty of television and film is you can always sort of you know cut and go back and do something else or and if you really miss the boat they'll just tell you you know you need to start thinking about something else Right. but uh um but i would always still try to make sure that uh i came in with with something yeah I, i think in those types of situations one of the biggest traps for an actor, is that it's just you know memorizing the lines,
0: right? Not bringing some choice to the table.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and usually you would find that you know just bring something, right? You know, uh, and if the camera picks it up, it can be very uh, right. interesting and very uh, intriguing.
0: Yeah, make I guess uh, making that strong choice because. There's not in television and film. It's not a lot of people going to be giving telling you what to do. You know, it's not. It's it's different than the theater. There's no real rehearsal chance here. It's like you. Sh- we we hired you because you know what you're doing. So come in and do it. So when yeah. does so at this point in New York is is it somewhere in here that Spike Lee finds you? Is this is is this where is this where we start that relationship in, in, in New York uh, when you're doing theater?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> It was, I told you about the cat. Yes, walking across exactly. so That theater, um, that uh, I did that play, and they did a, uh, I think Ben Brantley came and reviewed it. A times, I reviewed yeah. like about wow. three times, New York Times, uh, and it, it um, and then it moved uptown mm. to, uh, I forget the, the theater. Uh, but we were—I think it was the city center or somewhere. Anyway, uh, we were playing there, and they did a, they did an article on me in the New York Times wow. about this actor who's just been around, right? Uh, and uh, I think Spike read that article mm. and came to see the play. Wow. Yeah, wow. caught up uh we were all nervous as shit you <laughs> know uh you yeah, it was, it was terrified uh but he came and saw and saw the play and then he came back stage and congratulated wow. everybody on it and then that next week i think i got an audition for the 25th hour oh wow yeah. and uh Ecasts meeting the 25th hour
0: all right so let me take a little side road here for a second because something caught my attention so by this is was your dad still alive at this point no ah oh, so no. did he ever get to see any of he didn't get to see the new york Times stuff and all that stuff oh.
2: hmm. no. no.
1: wow wow yeah it's too bad
0: yeah yeah do you have do you have uh, other uh, i mean you said you had a brother and and uh did, did any of the, uh, the other family get to see all of this stuff start happening for you at that point or no
1: yeah, i've got like 10 brothers and sisters <laughs> oh okay so, they you know they they they've seen the trajectory wow that's really, um, that's awesome but um you know they don't really to me uh they don't really know what I do, how I do right, it. Right, right. Show up on television, you know, they think <laughs> that's great, but, you know, yeah. they don't. Uh,
0: they didn't see the roll of dimes at the payphone.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. And so, thank God. They- yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. So 25th hour, that's that's after nine eleven, right? When did he do that one?
1: After nine eleven.
0: Okay, yeah. so how old are you at that point?
1: old am i yeah
0: at that yeah what was how old were you when you did when he called you for that do you remember Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that's 2002 2001 something like that
1: about maybe 45 46 all right
0: so there you go so this technically is the big film break which will eventually lead you into the wire i would think right and all that stuff so
1: for... yeah it was i mean but i had i had gotten into goodfellas that oh, was right, the, that's right first, that was the first movie right that, one of the first movies that i did is either that or or gremlins 2 as a fire no <laughs> uh, uh but i try to i try to forget that
0: <laughs> we all try to forget gremlins just put that in our yeah
1: yeah no nothing against gremlins <laughs> <Yeah>. just forget <laughs> myself <laughs> and gremlins you know i think i said what you know <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: oh goodfellas you were the uh you were the doctor that yeah. takes Rayleigh out when he's all coked out right <laughs> that's yeah that's great yeah. and
1: uh, uh so that was like my first film sure but you know big film but uh uh but i would say the 25th hour yeah was still,
0: so my was my point of that of that of saying that was for people who think you know Oh, the he's, you know, here's the big, here's the break. It's like look how look at how long it takes and the work you put in as an actor and the time you put in before these kinds of things can happen. People don't see that and they should see that. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of dimes. No. A lot of dimes and and a and a lot of I think with the immediacy of the way the world is now, I think a lot of kids are missing that point that you don't just raise your hand and you're an actor, you know.
1: No, <laughs> well, you don't know, you you really don't and uh i tell people all the time you know you you have no idea the amount of of hard work you know that goes into it that i've done yeah uh you know and it you know sometimes it gets to me you know people think you just sort of showed up on the scene you know and uh uh it's like it hasn't been you know i mean i was like close to 50 when you know started to break my leg right right but uh i always looked at it i didn't really have much of a choice i mean you know i mean what else was i gonna do especially at that point yeah. you know you know i thought well this is going to be my life and i'll just keep working around the city and working around the right. city but uh fortunately uh i got that break and then the wire so um,
0: so let's let's hang on spike for a bit was it what was the experience like? Did, what, did you have an expectation, you know, knowing Spike as a, as a from from the outside as we all do? And then what was it like when you got on that set? What kind of the, what was the environment like for you to
1: work? Well, the environment was the the environment was great, <clears throat> and you're right. You have you know you have a certain expectation, but the one thing I, I realized with Spike, he really loves actors, mm. and he really respects what you do the right. craft. he assumes that you are going to know what you're doing right uh, so you don't want to disappoint because <laughs> i mean you know think about it you know a director trusts yeah. you know that you're gonna you're gonna do it you know you got to make sure you're going to bring it yeah. that's what i always notice uh with with, with spike and um so I always try to show up prepared you know as yeah. much as I possibly can yeah. uh because uh if it I would always say you know if you're gonna give me that leeway
2: right
1: and I respect i'm gonna you know show it back by you know having my shit together right. and, and and being ready to go and it it has worked uh in in a variety of different um uh things that I've done with them where I just show up and you know I've got about maybe four or five different approaches Hmm. and uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time take after take to sort of work some of these things out yeah and that's and that is that has been good um and and, and that's where the shit and all of that
0: stuff (laughs) right
1: which uh, I have to say, I got to throw a plug in for my bobblehead.
0: Absolutely, I was going to get to it, but I didn't want to. I wouldn't want to lead off the bat with that. But that is fascinating. We to
1: be. We won't lead off the bat with <laughs> that. We'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, but that that has been good. You so know? so
0: let's talk about uh, preparation. Is the, is it different for you in different? mediums in different situations like you're getting ready next week uh, uh tuesday is day one of a spike Lee film or the week after that is day one of a rehearsal of the, a play on broadway or whatever it is 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 the approach in your mind different at how you're gonna it is okay
1: the approach is going to be the approach is going to be different uh because you know if it's a play you got to prepare for the long haul right uh the, the rehearsals, eight hours a day, ten hours, right. uh, you know, uh, because you, you have a, you know, when you get out on stage, your room for error is very, very small. Mm. yeah, Practically non-existent. So there's not going to be any, you know, cut, go back, right. you know, start again, that kind of a thing. Um, film, you you prepare but there's going to be an immediacy to it and you're going to have to hit it but in the back of your mind you know if not you know i've got a you know two or three more cracks at it to uh to get it to get it right Right. i try to not you know use up all of my chances Mm -hmm. when i'm when i'm doing it Uh, i like to sort of hit it when i do and and keep and keep going but uh, but if I got to go back, I I I will.
0: And if you're on a film set, are you one of those actors who sort of manages the performance from wide to medium to close to the other guys over the shoulder? To like where you're like, I'm gonna save some of this for this, or do you just go all out every time?
1: I try to go out all out every time. That's awesome. I'll tell you why because I, I see I see other actors when they don't do that. What they forget is that your performance affects the other actor, and 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 if you if you half-ass it, Mm -hmm. it's there's 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 a difference. Yeah. So if you give everything that you can, as much as you possibly can, it's really going to affect that actor's performance. Absolutely. And uh, and you hope to get the same back
0: well i'll tell you what that's that is the right way to do it and that's extremely generous but it's uh sometimes rare you know there are times where people even walk off (laughs) for those off lines you know i've seen i've been in situations like that so that's a generous actor to to go out and give that other actor what they should be getting
1: yeah you know uh they you know they'll put a stand in and have somebody read the lines Uh and stuff like that uh but uh but I have found if you do it for the other actor, mm. unless he's like a real <laughs> asshole, he'll do it. He'll, he'll feel bad because it's <laughs> like you know you're doing all this, and then he's gonna say fuck you, you right, know. Right. So he'll usually stick around if he got it from you. Right. If he didn't get it from you, then he's 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 gone. Right. Right. So um, wow, well, I try to do that, and I can't tell you how many actors have thanked me mm.
0: for, for yeah, doing that. I can t- I can totally so, see why you know it's incredibly generous to do especially in in the film and television world so i promise we're going to get back around to spike and the five bloods and some of the other interesting experience well i'll finish with that i'm not going to keep you too much longer but uh but let's get into the wire because that's going to lead us into uh the famous catchphrase but what how did that how did they find you like where did that come from was that an agent got you a thing an audition for did they come looking for you like how did you get the wire
1: you no, know, the wire uh, I had auditioned okay. uh, for it. Uh, I'll never forget I I walked into the room and there were like about thirty guys sitting there. Wow. And you know, I said, Oh god, I'm never gonna get this part. And uh, I don't think I really audition I did not audition for Clay Davis, I don't think. no, I take that back. I take that back. I did. Mm. The first character I did I auditioned for was Lester Freeman. Okay. And when I didn't get Lester Freeman, they called me back, and I auditioned for I auditioned for Clay Davis. Mm. Uh, but um, but it was weird because I auditioned for Lester Freeman, but Lester Freeman had already been cast. I mean, by the time I auditioned, uh, it was they were off and running. Yeah. They just they just gave gave me a scene. I found out later that they had no storyline or no intention of having Clay Davis. I mean, I was only supposed to be in like a, a party and, and a couple of times and then that was it. But
0: that says something about the actor, especially if they had you reading anything just to hear you. And it's like, well, we got to find something for this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the storyline didn't come until the, like the third season did, right. And that's when they started writing for for me. Uh,
0: and did you know at the time that it was kind of what it was? Because it was it was huge. You know, it was a kind of a landmark. It was up there with sure. yeah. Did you did you have the sense of what you were in? How big?
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was you know it's this great show and everything like that. You uh, know, I can't. Uh, you know, this will be the first time you'll ever hear me say this one on national television or radio or whatever, or whatever the internet yeah or the internet my number one thing in the back of my mind was this is a great show don't fuck it up
2: <laughs>
1: you know yeah. that i always thought about that i said i remember saying to myself i don't want to be the weak, weak right right i don't want to be i don't want to be where they say oh you know Wire's great, but that Isaiah Whitlock guy is, you um, <laughs> know, he's in a different world, you right, know. Right. So, but again, that still did not stop me from doing what I do and playing, playing my game, you know. And yeah. I remember uh, I was sitting there with Idris Elba uh, and, you know, you know, I'm feeling very intimidated. You know, this is Springer Bell. And I've got to be running a scam on Stringer Bell, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta move things along and 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 do these things, you know. So it was once I got used to it, I was okay with it, and I was like, okay, you right. know, I think I found my groove. I think right. I hit my groove, and I'm just gonna ride this and keep playing it and keep playing right.
0: it. It's like uh, it's like taking those first few hits at inside linebacker. You know, you get, you get the first hit, you're in the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the it first, was like, punching the know, ring.
0: You know, first shot in the nose in the ring. You're in. You're in the game yeah. now. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's the way. I, I mean, it, it, it's interesting you say that because that's the way I am. I'm always terrified until I get out on stage. Yeah. Once I get out on stage, I know the only way to get off stage is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, but, um, but I'm always terrified until I put that costume on right. and I get out there, you know. Uh, I remember when we were on the road doing the piano lesson,
2: mm.
1: I was always tired. There were days when I didn't want to perform. and uh, But, you know, once you get to the theater and you put that costume on, Right. I don't know what happens. It's like uh... I, I
0: totally. I'm I'm on a tiny tiny level compared to you know your career. Obviously, I'm a nobody. But the, the the times that I've you know produced films and set it's like the setup. The it's like I gotta pack the shit and get the equipment and and you know it's dread. It's just dread. And then once you're rolling, you're like okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah can we just get okay. to this part where I'm just rolling? <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah once they say places and you, you know you
0: you yeah.
1: cut down those steps and into the backstage and you know you see and you're off and rolling and uh yeah. uh and I gotta say it feels good it feels good you know and thank god you you feel that way you get that yes. sort of transformation because it's uh you know it could be deadly if you didn't mm-hmm. but uh but that's 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 the way I get. It. That's and, the yeah.
0: that's the juice that that communication between audience and, and artist. All right. So the wire is that is that where we get how many e's are in she it? About nine. There's got to be like nine. I think e's in that. Is that where that came from?
1: Yeah, nineties. <laughs> uh, nineties. <laughs> I make that up. That's yeah. awesome.
0: That's so great.
1: I, I saw so many you know fucked up spellings on the- <laughs> online on, i thought okay you know i gotta if you, we got if we're gonna do this and we're gonna live with this right i gotta start setting some ground you gotta work.
0: get the official spelling
1: shit boy Shit, partner on that profile shit. reese Dobie for governor of my state she yeah so, so was that, is that is that where it
0: came from was it that character or was it before that
1: no no it was uh it was in uh the 25th, oh, the 25th hour. hour okay all of, that came, all of that came with uh, with Spike, work, working with Spike, and uh, we had. I think I did it at the audition, and oh, uh, okay. for the twenty fifth hour, and then when we got to uh, uh, when we got into production. You know, I remember uh, pulling the uh, the drugs out of the couch. And I said, uh, I said something else. I had another thing lined up, you know, because like I said, I always got stuff lined up, ready to go. And Spike said, um, he said, I think you should uh, use that. You you use that thing you do right here. I said, no, I was going to use that later. I got I got another uh, thing I'm going to do. Uh, he said, let me hear it. I did it. He said, nah, I think he. I think you need to do that here, and then you can also do it later. So I said, "Shit!" When I pull the, pull the bricks of cocaine out of yeah. the couch, Mister Brogan, I do believe you're fucked. And then I say it later when I'm uh, with Ed Norton. Right. I, you know, shit. Right. That's where that came from. When I got onto the wire. They started writing it in.
0: No shit.
1: Yeah, they started. They wow. started. They started. They started writing it in, and and it's interesting because that is not something I came up with. I mean, and I think most African Americans would tell you, you know, that's just a thing you yeah. heard all the time. Uh, and it sort of took me by surprise that anybody would pay attention to it. It was because mm-hmm. it it was just. For me, it was just a th- throwaway at, at at the audition. It mm-hmm. was, you know, I didn't think, you know. Now, let, I me, didn't think l- anything
0: let me ask it. you, when they wrote that into The Wire, did you say to somebody, "What <laughs> are you guys referencing 25th Hour? Like, did, were they... No, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay.
1: I thought it was just, this is just the way okay. they talk. Because uh, gotcha. like I said, it was a very acceptable thing. I mean, growing up with it, you heard it all the time. My right. uncle used to do it 20 times a day. It's like, you know... <laughs> right. Uh, so it was just a normal kind of thing, you know, But that, yeah. that food, that food was good.
0: Right. But Isaiah, you got it <laughs> as common as it's now yours, man. I mean, it somehow stuck to your performances. How did that happen?
1: Well, a friend of mine told me, he said, uh, I said, you know, I don't get it. I said, <laughs> you know, people are like, you know, stopping me on the street and everything like that. And he said, "No, it's not the word; it, it's the way you do it." Right. With that sort of Indiana-Tennessee sound that you've got, going, <laughs> that sort of twang in yeah. your voice, it's got you old know,
0: nasal quality to it. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he said, "That's that's the difference. That's it's, it's not you know just saying shit. It's the way you do it." Right. And I had to stop and think about that, and I thought, "Oh my God, you know." 'Cause I you know, I did it. I said, shit. And it did it does like start up you know, ends up way up here in the nose and then sort of trails off or, right. or that kind of a thing. And so I said, Oh, I get it and then I started saying, Okay, you know, I guess I'm gonna have to
0: All right. So now once now we can go off on this road a little bit before we finish with your career, uh but off on this road now once you know that's part of your life and people are calling you out on the street for this how did this whole uh the bobblehead thing and the website how did that start Um. because that's hysterical I've seen that the bobblehead the bits you do with that's hysterical yeah
1: it's amazing Mm -hmm. yeah I mean don't push the button man don't be don't be scared I'm not scared at all baby yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh this is gonna move so fast I was at a friend's house in Baltimore and he had a he had a bobblehead of Ray Lewis. Okay. That was when I got the that was when I first got the idea. It was like a real solid made bobblehead and I said, "Oh man, I should get a bobblehead that says she And I said, "But I, I said I got to get one that talks." I was only going to make like about 100 bobbleheads. Right. And uh, Business partners said, "Well, let's do it. Let's see if we can raise some money on Kickstarter." And we went on Kickstarter, and like I said, I was only trying to raise money to make about a hundred of them, and we raised over <laughs> oh a hundred thousand dollars in a matter in a matter of days. Bizarre! It's to just... make these, to make these. I mean, it, 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 it just kept going up and up and up wow. and up and up. And I thought, oh, my God, what what is happening? You know, oh, uh, and so I got the check and I thought, now i got to make these. Huh. But then you didn't know you were dealing with Clay Davis.
0: Sheesh. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
1: I could just take the hundred grand and run and, you know.
0: That's awesome.
1: Someone told me people probably would have appreciated. The
0: fact I'm sure that. they would have. Yeah, there would have been they some justice had, to that.
1: They had been hoodwinked by Clay Davis, uh, <laughs> you know. But no, but I found a I found a company that uh, made them and simple. And,
0: and where can people find them? Let's let's plug that website.
1: You can go to shit.com. dot com.
0: Oh my god.
1: Just make sure that you use 9e's.
0: 9e's. S H 9e's and then an I T. Is that how it goes?
1: Yeah. Uh 9e's and an I T. Nice. And uh you you know, if you get 80s, I think .com <laughs> is going <laughs> to come up. But you got you got to get close to that.
0: Oh, that is just but, that is just the most perfect thing for especially for the guy who was counting the dimes. To me that is justice. Uh, for the act it's like i came up with a catchphrase and for some reason people just dig it and that's it and it's and now you capitalize on i think that's awesome all right so let's yeah i was never
1: the thing is i was never trying to no you know it just (laughs) it was just one of those things it was just one of those things that happened but i mean you know uh typical me you know (laughs) it's like something (laughs) something's bound to come out you know and that's what came out that's awesome
0: all right, so let's let's spin back around. We'll finish up with some of the, especially last season, uh, uh, the five bloods, the whole awards thing, that experience, and then the last thing I saw you in. I, I know you've been in a zillion things. I can't. That's why I didn't want to do a career thing because you. I can't even keep up. You got so much stuff. But the one thing I saw you in that I really loved was the the Brian Cranston one, Your Honor. Your Honor. I thought that was a great character and a great little bit you know real cool series so let's go with the five bloods what was what was that spike experience like i mean that's taken you to vietnam and thailand and where? i mean that's crazy what did you know what you were in for with that and uh, and how did that whole thing play out <laughs>
1: I, I didn't i didn't know what I, I really didn't know what i was in for i mean i knew that you know we were going to you know it sounded really cool going to thailand yeah. to vietnam, shoot this movie you know after about a couple of weeks of being out in the jungle <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was like wow you know uh, uh, I'm old is, yeah. what, is, is what is what it is what it told me yeah. uh, it, it, that being said it was an amazing experience I mean almost life-changing in a, in a way hmm. because there were so many things happening, uh, you know, having to deal with, you know, you're you're in the jungle, you're trying to act, you're dealing with these elements and things like that. Are you acting? Yes. (laughs) But it was like the the conditions were guiding Mm. and making you feel that feeling of what, say, a soldier probably felt. Wow while he was there i mean i can't say you know it was the same uh it was probably 10 times worse okay. but it was uh you know just a glimpse of it really uh you know the sweating mm. the mosquitoes the flies right. the, you know and there was no way of getting around it uh you had to really
0: now let me ask you this question as an actor in that s- in that space are you going in sort of with your typical, you you got a scene to do that day, you have an intention for your character, blah, blah, blah. And then the truth of the environment sort of creeps in. Does it, did you just give in to like, whatever's going to come out here comes out? Or did you kind of stick with what you had sort of wanted to achieve? Like, how did that mix happen? Because that's an intense environment.
1: You could go in with all of that, you know, you know, and you could still do all of that. Right. But, the environment and everything happening around you came in and put like this other layer on top of it Mm. and sort of guided some of those things made some of those things a whole hell of a lot more intense Mm. you know it was like i remember there was one scene where you know we're standing around and we're arguing uh in the film and uh and I, you know, I would get so frustrated, but when we got to that point, I was, I was like even more frustrated. Sure. Because yeah, I'm frustrated, but God damn it, you know, I'm out here and it's hot and you know, you want to go off and you do that and you want to do this. And you know, it was like, it was almost, you know, you want to say, look, I've had it, you know, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, um, it just, it just put a whole layer on, wow.
2: you know, wow.
1: Yet you know, and the thing is, you're telling this amazing story about you know African Americans and you know in the Vietnam War and uh, the the disparity, and and so you've got all of that working. Uh, it was you sort of left it all out there yeah. uh, in the jungle, wow. uh, and uh, and so when you look back on it, you say, well, yeah, I did it. I did it. We did it uh uh you know we made a great movie and 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 uh worked hard you know but there was no way of getting around it right you know there was no there was no slinking off to the trailer or anything like that right you know is there something
0: is there something as an actor you can take from an experience like that to the next piece that maybe doesn't have that like the next time you go and that environment isn't as oppressive and isn't as in influential in the performance, but you remember what that was like. Can you yeah. sort of pull for, like, does it, is it a lesson learned? Like do you, do you yeah. take...
1: what it is, is you begin to realize that every film has that. Mm. You just got to connect mm. with it. Right. You know, it may not be as, as intense as that. Right. Uh, but you you can't take it for for granted, you know you've got to uh you've got you've got to recognize it and still let it right. uh, affect you uh and because it has a it becomes another character and, yeah. and it, 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 you gotta you you've you gotta give into it and and, yeah. and let it let and let it happen you know yeah. there
0: right there so you didn't have a
1: choice you. <laughs> right. the other is uh is there you've just got to open yourself up to
0: yeah it. i was always taught the truth is all around you man and it's that's uh, you know whether it's the audience that's sitting there the energy that's coming to you or whether it's you know the temperature on a set or the whatever it is is it's you can't ignore the truth truth is going to find you one way or the other. So the, the more you embrace that into what it is you're doing, the more honest the performance is going to come out anyway. So if you're in Vietnam, you have no choice. <laughs> it's going to find you.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, going to find you. And you
0: had a great ensemble. I mean, those guys are all amazing. You, you've had really the chance to work with just amazing people, too, throughout your career. I think that's got to be really a fantastic thing to do. Um, and what was the whole... Was that your first experience? Because you did, you did Black Klansman as well too, right? Yeah. So, what was the experience of when award season for something like this comes along as an actor? Are you thinking uh, along those lines? That you know, hey, they're gonna, because that was a that was a big season for that picture, you know, and, and the whole Netflix thing. Did you think about that?
1: Um, you know, <clears throat> you sort of hope, <laughs> you know, that it's gonna you know, pick up something, you know. Um, you're always a little disappointed when, you know, it doesn't. Right. Um, I, I did sort of find you can't let yourself get too wrapped up in it, right, you, right. Know? Uh, if you If they like you, they like you. If they yeah. don't, they don't.
0: Uh, and those those all had such academy buzz around, them. that's why I brought it up. I wonder if, if the environment of you got if like you guys were aware of that outside of it like all mm-hmm. this this is getting some eyes on it right now you know
1: mhm yeah mm-hmm. okay and there was uh you know you know you know people would talk you know but um I, my feeling is a little different today than uh it probably would have been say maybe Twenty years ago, you know.
0: How so?
1: Um, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if it's just because I'm just sort of been there, done that, tired of it, you know. Right. Uh, and it's kind of a good feeling where mm-hmm. you you're not guided by, you know, what people say or think or, or do, if you know, if you like it, great. If you don't, then you don't, you know. I always say it, nobody knows the amount of work and time you put in to just do what little bit you did. And sometimes you'll take a chance, take a lot of chances, and you'll be successful. And then there's sometimes, you know, you won't be uh It doesn't mean anything it just means you know that didn't work so or people didn't like that you know so you just go off and do something else if it was all if it it was gonna be like the only film i ever would do right be a little bit more upset but (laughs) the fact that i'm gonna get another shot well then you know it's like it's just one game you know yeah Uh, and uh and you just go on and and um
0: so last couple of things do you still feel the same way about the craft about acting do you still get the same juice that you got you know walking into the american conservatory or wherever else in the beginning like do you still get that same want to get up in the morning and do it yeah
1: yeah yeah the fire in the belly has not died
0: what would you like to do like Fantasyland, you know, if they what kind of whether it's a specific part or the kind of it, like, what is there something you would like to play, or is it still just whatever's next that's interesting? But is there something you'd like to do that, you know, somebody could write for you and do for you, or classic or not classic,
1: whatever? Not really, you know. I always had the dream, like I was saying earlier, you know, I always had the dream of playing Hamlet. You Mm know, I I won't. Yeah. You know, even though they do say in Hamlet, he's and short of breath um, <laughs> but I think that was oh, uh, if it be now
0: if it be now it is not to come if it be not now it will come you know <laughs> it's okay you'll be you'll get there
1: <laughs> but uh uh no I mean I, I'm, in a, I'm in a bit of a happy place you know I like That's it awesome. when I get the different characters and things like that and I can work on different characters and stuff you know i love right. that you know is there anything
0: uh, anything coming up as we wrap up any anything you're working on now now that we're are we are we completely out of this whole lockdown thing for where you're at and are you starting to get
1: yeah well we're gonna do uh um uh, they announced the second season for uh your honor uh, oh so... wow i
0: thought that was a limited series so they're doing two seasons on that
1: yeah interesting
0: yeah. that's a that was a I really enjoyed that series that was good
1: yeah. that was a lot of fun uh about as much fun as it could be you <laughs> yeah know,
0: considering the cool. material yeah. yeah but uh and but, uh let me just stop you that you guys shot that in New Orleans right New Orleans yeah <sighs> what a great place to go work for a couple of months yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but I realized you know in New Orleans you know with all the food and music oh. and, you you got to pick your battles, you know. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know you don't want to eat too many po boys. I'd be
0: lost on there, man. I'd be totally lost yeah. in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like after about a week, you say, okay, I think I better slow down here. You know, <laughs> you know lay off the beignets. You know exactly. But um, that, and I just got back from Ireland. I was shooting a movie called Cocaine Bear. Okay. Uh, that uh, should be coming out next year. Awesome. i did. um uh, there's another project, but I'm not allowed to talk about it
0: is there uh, any uh is there any thought of her about doing theater
1: yeah yeah I just haven't uh uh found the time right. uh I haven't had ten weeks
0: <laughs> right
1: um <laughs> <And, laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, but uh I think the last play I did was about ten years ago. Wow! I did Farragut North with the uh, Atlantic uh, Theater Company. Oh,
0: Atlantic Theater Company, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Great theater company. Yep. And uh, I just haven't had that. I really, over the past ten years, just haven't had. We'll have to time. get.
0: Uh, we'll have to get you and Roz together and get you on stage and do something cool.
1: That would be. That would be great. She could be. be...
0: Uh, she could. Well, it'd be a different age, guy. She. She'd have to be. Uh ophelia (laughs) and you could do your hamlet finally (laughs) hey listen uh isaiah i appreciate all this um this this much time you gave me i i I, i'm glad we got to do it it was worth the wait you you are are a true uh working actor talent um with such a breadth of a career it's a it's an honor for me to talk to somebody like you and uh and I just really appreciate you giving me the time.
1: Thank you, bet. Who's on your shirt? Is that uh, this is marvelous
0: Marvin. Marvin Hagler, my friend.
1: Oh my god!
0: That's my that's, that's one fun. of my heroes. I mean, I'm a huge I, I, boxing fan. Been boxing training my whole life and stuff. So I'm a and I know you did some boxing too, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm a huge. Uh, grew up in the in the '80s with uh, Marvin Hagler as my hero. So you know.
1: Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, cool,
0: yeah. Cool. And yeah, we lost. Well.
1: He's, he was a good one he was he was one of the best
0: top three to five middleweights of all time in my opinion he's right up there
1: oh yeah he's yeah. right there he just passed away recently yeah
0: he died uh 2020 i think or 2021 yeah he died yeah.
1: just just with... no i know right after that fight with um oh who was it um
0: Leonard? yeah he retired
1: yeah and he went to
0: italy became a movie (laughs) became a movie star in italy yeah. yeah 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 he was uh i mean what was great about him was uh that showed you who he was because he worked so hard he was the isaiah whitlock of boxing i mean he he worked so hard and the guys like leonard amazing talent as sugar ray leonard was was the golden boy he was the olympic champion and he got all the endorsements and and Marvin always got that second tier you know he never quite got the respect and he chased yeah. Leonard his whole career and Leonard dodged and dipped and then finally when he when he did lose which I still to this day don't think he lost that fight
1: I, I don't think he lost I that think fight. Marvin
0: won that I, fight um, I do
1: too, I do too. Nothing, against, uh, yeah. nothing against Sugar Ray you know he's yeah. great champion but that fight yeah. uh, could have gone
0: either way yeah and I think uh, people didn't pay attention to a lot of body shots and things in there but anyway He felt like, okay, that's it. You're not going to respect me. I'm done. You know, you you stole it from me one last time, and off he went, and and rode off into the sunset, and had a great life, and you know, died too young, obviously. But he was he was fine. He was he never went for the rematch. Never went. Just rode off like another one of my heroes, Marciano, who just rode off. They just ride off into the sunset. It's like I'm done.
1: I'm done. Yeah. I still think the fight with the Hitman Tommy (laughs) Hearns. the greatest fight I ever saw
0: oh yeah
1: yeah three rounds of no fooling
0: unbelievable two guys at the peak of their ability saying fuck it we're just gonna go for it
1: yeah and I mean it it was only three rounds but they mm. gave you about three fights worth in yeah. that in that one fight yeah i how they could stand there toe-to-toe and trade shots and Tommy Uh,
0: Tommy hit harder than anybody and uh and he he stunned Marvin early but man he walked through it after that and that was like incredible to me
1: Marvin had to cut over his eye and oh my god it was I saw that at the Beacon Theater when you uh yeah I saw it
0: I saw it at the Nassau Coliseum (laughs) so yeah yeah, you had to go for for pay-per-view you had to go to an actual venue to go see it Yeah. yeah yeah that was a great night
1: yeah yeah
0: and i actually Next. met i met marvin up at the boxing hall of fame uh, not too long ago maybe 10 years ago He's a, he was a cool guy a really sweet guy
2: yeah 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 so, well thanks yeah. man I,
0: I i really appreciate this and uh um we'll, we'll cut the program here that's the end of the program but i'll just like say to you personally thanks so much and uh, i appreciate roz for introducing us all right man thanks so Alrighty. much